0: I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. we believe in personal growth through business success. Today, my co-host Hallie and I are jumping into a wonderful question that she has for me. Yes. This is just an easy way to kind of get that into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So, um, I, and I, we've talked about this before, yes. like the mind is a tool. Like for me, the easiest way to think about it is like, let's just say your mind is like an iPhone or a computer. I like to just yep. think of it that way. Something that's an object that I can use to achieve a result. Yes. But that's not what our mind does most of the time, most of the time. So my question is, how do you tap into your mind? Like my phone's off, off right now, right? So how do I turn my mind off when I don't need it and turn it on when I need to use it as a tool? And when I say turn it off, it's all of those random, automa- Michael Singer calls them the automatic thoughts that just go throughout your mind constantly how do I turn that off and then only tap into the mind to use as a tool rather than just have it like running constantly in the background all the time.
0: Yeah, it would be wonderful if there was like an iPhone button that was like, yeah. okay, I'm just done listening to this mind do its ultimate suffering. So I'm just going to go ahead and press this like neural link and I'm going to shut it down so I don't have to which is, I mean ultimately isn't that what like alcohol does isn't that what drugs do? I mean isn't that what like those things they, they well, kind they of do, just what they're doing is they're distracting you from your thoughts um, or sometimes you kind of, or
1: they make you even yeah, well, <laughs> if your brain go crazy even more.
0: Most people like it when they drink alcohol They're like i like to take the edge off because it actually lowers you and so like it just starts to distract you from like vacation distract anyways that's not the question but like that's what starts to happen is like you just you you kind of like want to be distracted from it and doesn't necessarily exist so let me just go back to the first one um you will always be able like some people ask like on this journey they go well like a like why would i just let things go or why would i surrender to these things i want to hold on to this experience or i want to be able to remember somebody's name that is not what we're talking about the holding on to an experience that you didn't like, like all of a sudden, like when you're in eighth grade, somebody called you a name and you've now held on to that experience for a period of time and it haunts you because that's really what comes back in is this event. So let me just back up for a second. There's an event that happens and remember, every event has a vibrational frequency. You can call it its nature. You could call it a code. You could call it a frequency. I don't really know what else word, but it's basically got a pattern to it because you bring in the scientists, the physicists, whoever you want to bring in, they're going to tell you that everything's energy, right? Mm-hmm. Which energy has a nature. Every energy has its nature, if you want to use that word, or every energy has a code or a pattern or a vibrational frequency to it. Kind of like you turn to 620 AM, that's a frequency. 740 AM is a different frequency, and you're going to tune into two different things. So everything has its own kind of frequency. Now, what we've labeled and what we've done is the frequencies, we've now said one's good, one's not good. And so the frequency that feels good, I really like the frequency that the vibration of something that I don't like doesn't like, for instance, like, you know, you know I just it's the simplest example and, and people know, use it yeah. I like just if you there's a rattlesnake right like that that vibrational frequency of a rattlesnake rattling feels different than a butterfly or you could use whatever animals in there like snakes for some reason get I was actually biking the other day and I had my head down I was climbing this hill and like my feet are clipped into my bike uh. and um so I can't remove them and I, and I was just kind of looking down just sweating climbing this big hill and all of a sudden there's this snake right there uh. and I was about to run over its tail and I couldn't move and I couldn't get my foot out and it was down low I thought it was gonna bite me and I was like I was trying to pull my foot out but I realized I was clipped in so like it was it it just I luckily I was able to swerve right out of the way from it but anyways that experience like it was a vibration that just all of a sudden during that experience I was like it hit me that pattern that frequency of happened felt different than two seconds before that right that I was just watching the leaves fall like that was a Mm -hmm. different vibrational pattern
1: these are okay I'll I'll bear with you because I'm I, I everything that you're saying to me feels like those are more of like that's like your. Heart, your energy, your emotions. It's not your mind. I want to talk about the mind. Well,
0: well, hold on, but remember, I know. But yeah. Remember what I'm telling you. Why the mind actually does what it does. Okay, okay. So, like, it, so it starts. So, like these patterns, and it will do it really quickly. That event happens, like me driving up there. All of a sudden, it happened. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going like the mind will instantly start talking about it. Then it, it takes over. Okay, so then it yeah. goes over and goes like, my God, like I can't believe you try to pull your foot up. Like, what if it bit you? Like, what if it did this thing? Like, how many other snakes are on this road? Like, what if there's something bigger? Like, it just takes you down the mind now. If I started and, to and resist, that's the automatic. Thoughts. Yes, that's the automatic. Like yeah. I didn't just go mind, go create a bunch of suffering, and tell me all the other things that a snake could happen while I'm on this road.
1: Or you also didn't say mind, tell me um, the best way to navigate the rest of this trail so that I don't have yeah, to. No,
0: I didn't like like not have to yeah. ever. Because like, it a can snake. be positive too. Yes, yes. Yeah. So like we we'll look at the positives, but like so this event happens and now. If you don't actually allow it to come through, meaning like allow it to work, its finish its process really is another way of saying it. Like if you don't allow the event to really work its way towards the center of you, the consciousness in there to actually make its way through you because that's where it gets painful and you let it go through and it's just out. And then it's no longer stored. But it, what happens is we don't do that, and we store it. And saying I didn't like the way this felt, and it's almost like you take energy and you push it back down. It's like you don't let it finish it through. <laughs> you do this on the positive side too, like you have a wonderful vacation, or whatever it is you want to hold on to it. Uh, actually, somebody was telling me yesterday they said thanks for your, ep- your, pot- your, your thing and project you like we came back from this vacation and somebody was challenging with like getting back in the reality of holding on to this vacation that they're just at for two weeks and they're like and they're just holding on to this whole event that this happened It was a beautiful event it was wonderful but now they're here thinking that they wanted to be back there and yeah. you're missing out on life so again you can do it in both ways too and you just store these things in the buddhist call it the push and cling to it we talked about before so you've done this all your entire life millions and millions of times and so all these samskaras if you will it's a 2000 year old word that That's basically just a way of saying you've stored these vibrational frequencies or codes inside you, like a computer will store a code. Like if you type in Adam Hergenrother into a phone, it now stores it as Adam Hergenrother until it's deleted. So now it's in the phone, right? Same thing, you you could call up and it could, you could show me that information. So the data set is now stored in you about this, this experience that you've had. So then you're now driving along the road, just normally perfectly fine. And all of a sudden this thought just comes in there and it just ruins your day. And it's about it could be about anything, about Sally driving a car or a boyfriend that you had or a girlfriend that you had or some how you're gonna fail in business because this economic shift's gonna happen or like everyone's gonna walk out on you or you know, uh, you know, I can't believe I didn't exercise today, like I'm gonna gain all this weight, or how, whatever it is, just it does all these things that you're talking about. Just ninety-five percent of the mind just comes in and starts talking. The, the the thing that I'm I'm gonna tell you is you can't really stop it. It's a process that happens. The way it does, so you don't. It's not like an off button. And this is where people go wrong is when they when they when it starts to go in there and they start to pay attention to this and you start to meditate or do other things. You go,ing man, this voice is pretty crazy. You can't stop it. So going in there and trying to stop it is literally like going in there and putting wood on a fire and wondering why it's not going out. Like you're just playing with the same energy, so it's being resisted against, right? So you're just it's there. It's like playing tug of rope, if you're playing tug of war, right. And like, you're just, you go in there and you get more people to pull, like you're still playing the game. You're just putting more energy on it. Right. So it's all those different things. The other analogy that's really good to do is if you throw a rock into a pond and there's ripples and you're like, I don't like the ripples. You jump in the pond and try to smooth the ripples out. That's what people are doing with the mind. So it's not that you stop it. You just ignore it. You pay attention to it.
1: Yeah. So there's no real option of shutting it off it's just more of
0: it's a process to eliminate the samskaras which then no longer need to be triggered which will no longer cue the mind to do its thing you get to a but point it still
1: will on other things like it's still your mind does still go your thoughts do come in i guess maybe this maybe not like i try to think of like the most enlightened or people like, do they not have any automatic thoughts?
0: Well, I think if they do, then they're so far removed from where that person is that it's just like a mist that comes in and it's gone. Right. Um, they, it, just, it just shows up and it's, and it's it's it like, it's just, cause there's so many thoughts that come into your mind. You just yeah. happen to pay attention to ones that you don't like, right. Or that, you really, or that like. you really like, right. So you just pay attention to those you're putting in there. So the thought may show up. Right. It just, you're so far removed from paying attention to the thought that it's gone faster than it comes in. But then
1: when do you know that it's a thought that is a useful thought that you want to be able to use for something?
0: Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this knows the difference. Go do two times two in your head. use in there, can do two times two, and you tell me the answer was four. Yeah. That feels different than a thought just showing up in there.
1: I know, but I guess what I'm saying is that sometimes those automatic random thoughts are actually like... I, I'm not telling my mind to think about that thing yeah. to give me a solution to something, but sometimes the solution just comes.
0: Yeah. I think there's a difference between having like an aha thought versus a thought that shows up. That is trying. That's an unwillful thought. The aha thought, like the visual feeling, like you'd be in a class, you could be doing something. and All of a sudden you get this, this movement, but it's much more visceral. Like mm. your whole body starts to move with it. Right. You're going, it's, it's like a whole pull. It's a big pull. It's not just mind generated. It becomes this m- big pull towards this movement or direction of it. And it's very consistent for a long period of time. I once heard Eckhart Tolle talk about this, about his book. He said that for years, he he basically just sat with it, if you will, if you use that term, kept letting it go, letting it go, and it didn't go away, and it built up stronger and stronger and stronger. So a technique you can use until Wait, you- the
1: used... desire for him to write a book? Exactly. Oh, okay.
0: So like the, the calling to write a book, I wouldn't think they'd want to use the word desire, but like oh, okay. the calling for writing a book was deeper than the mind generated- um, like I need to go write a book. I need to go write a book so that all of a sudden when I write a book, people think I'm cool or I'm writing it for others. And he's like, I wrote the book with zero expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's the, the main differences between the two is one will feel very like a visceral movement and it comes from a deeper spot and it will get stronger and stronger. It'll just do it. Right. And then the other side of this is um, the mind just comes in, the thought comes in and, and it kind of naturally just goes away and doesn't show back up. Like, cause it's just, like, unless it like, it's from there, that's a difference in the two. I'll even give you an example. This is my personal life. Um, so we made the decision to move to Stowe this year and four years ago when we first bought a house there, like I, I showed up there. And of course the first thing was like, oh, I need to live here. Like, it was like, it was like, I just want to live here. Like it's, it's only 40 minutes away from where I am now. So it's not like it's a different state, but like it is a mountain town. It, it's a wonderful life. Like the way I like to personally live mountain biking and skiing and rivers and all that stuff on a daily basis. And just kind of being in, in the mountains. Um, and so, what I, but I, I sat with this for over three years. And like, I literally, this was like an exercise for me for three years. Every time I go up there and be like, oh man, I wish I just lived here. And I'm like, that's a mind thought. And I would just let it go. I just release it because there's one thing to release, and this is an interesting part of your growth. There's one thing to release a negative uh, or uh, unwanted thought that are like, you get to a point, and I, Everyone's a different phase, but you get to a point where those become pretty easy because they just are negative and like you just, they may be uncomfortable, but you just sit with everyone and you let them go. Mm -hmm. There becomes a new challenge when desire shows up Mm -hmm. and letting that one go is way harder. At least let me, from my own personal experience, because it feels so good to want to indulge in the desire for whatever mm-hmm. that is, right? That buying something right. that, that immediate can be, gratification. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. like, there's something about like, just, or like, you know, whatever it is. So like, for me, like that was the next phase in my growth was how do you let go of desire? Or how do you let go of wanting something in life, right? Without, and then, cause then the mind would instantly go in there and go, well, you have the money to do it, right? Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a desire if you let go of the outcome of it, right? Like, so there's all <laughs> yeah. these things that the mind will start to do and you really got to pay attention to that so you just kind of let all that go. And then ultimately what ended up happening was my kids actually the ones made the decision. Like we, they were a part of this camp and they came back and, and I was like, yeah, it'd be really cool to live here. And they're like, let's do it. And I'm like, really? This is on a Friday. Right. <laughs> and I'm like there. And Sarah's like, yeah, I'd love to, I love to only have one house. So I didn't have to pack up and do this different thing. I'm like, you guys serious? And Monday morning we enrolled our kids. So like, it wasn't like a, uh, and they were totally in their Loving every aspect of this. It just, and everything just unfolded. Like when we mm. perhaps the sold, like it just, everything unfolded exactly the way it was supposed to, but it was not like a mind generator. Like, Oh, we should move here because then it It was just on a Friday. They brought that up and I go, really? And they go, yes. And then it happened. It just, you found yourself doing it. I don't know how else it, you just, you just kind of, it's just movement of doing that. It's like when you're in the zone, it's kind of that, that same thing.
1: So everything you're saying to, to so far to me sounds like, so we've got the, on, like the automatic thoughts that we don't really want us to pay attention to. Then we have almost these other in kind of insights yeah. that are like, they might Blessings, move, move insights. you into different yes. directions, yeah. but then all of that's great. And then how do you willfully and use your mind
0: how as do you, a tool? How do you pull up a memory? You know how to do that. You don't need any explanation on that. How do you seriously? Like, I don't think okay. that, it's not, that's not the hard part. Everyone yeah, knows so how to do that.
1: The hard hard part is not <laughs> so paying saying my, attention. Stu- my question is dumb. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that at all. That's your mind <laughs> saying
0: that I'm saying that like nobody listening to this can't pull up. You don't exactly. Yeah. Have to, so like, you,
1: so it's just like, I need to go write this email. Okay, great. I use my you, mind to go write the email. Exactly. Also. How do you yeah. do? You
0: know, you pull up your, cons- or like or like, right. tell me what your sister's name is can pull up your memory to do that like I don't yes. think anybody needs help explaining how to pull up memories and it's always available well
1: using your mind as a tool is not just about memories
0: I know but you that's the example like using your mind as a tool to go write a thesis okay great oh, right, then, okay. then you go down there and you start making a list of things it's you all need the to do other
1: stuff that's the problem yeah
0: when you're in there studying for something like you're just you're in it you're studying you're not going oh my god if I don't get this exam right or I don't get this thing right it's gonna that's the you can be doing whatever you're doing and then have the mind chattering about negativity like if you're writing a business plan, you could be writing the business plan using your mind, but the mind starts going, this sucks. I can't believe you write this. If this, you're going to do this thing over here. Like everyone's going to think you're a failure. Like how could you even think about, you could even run a business, Like That type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's unwillful thoughts. Right. Those are the things you just get rid of. Like, oh, I want to go exercise. Great. Like, you know how to go put your shoes on and go for a walk or a run. It's not why you're doing that. Why would I even exercise? I can't even do this anymore. See, I told you I can't run. My knee hurts now. You're not doing any of that. And this, well, I
1: mean, most people are doing all of that. Yes. You're just saying just don't, just
0: don't pay attention, pay attention to, to, it. to it. Don't just let it. And that's when you, that's when you get to that's surrender. What you're surrendering to is the unwillful thoughts that come in or emotions that just show up that are not bringing anything. And then you allow them to release. And then as you release more and you release more, you have less and less of those thoughts showing up because there's nothing there to hit it. When there's nothing no longer there within you, stored experiences that it can hit, then you don't necessarily feel it anymore. You'll feel it in the moment. Like somebody walks up to you and says, Man, like you just look like shit today. Like you may, and they're really serious and like you should go put some new clothes on or whatever is in that moment, you may go, huh, I felt weird. And then you turn around and it's gone. But like, in the moment, you're going, huh, it's an interesting experience having Hallie say that to me, right? Okay? You turn around and now it's out. And now you can use your mind and go do i or do i not right mm-hmm. then you can make that decision but you're not going how come she would say that to me like is there mm-hmm. something about it? Is she having a bad day like who knows
1: and then you think about it for the next like three like, weeks.
0: weeks until and then like then you, know, you realize like a week later you happen to see hallie again and she's like you know i was just having a really bad day i'm so sorry i can't believe i even said that it was all about me and you're going oh thank you right and then okay. all of a sudden you're better yeah <laughs> it's just that's the difference Hey, thanks for hanging with Hallie and I today and for listening to the show. However, if you are interested in getting a short email from me in your inbox each Tuesday when a new episode drops, you can. These emails are super short. I just cover whatever I happen to be thinking about each week, whether that's an article or a quote I've shared, a book I've read, or a new product that I'm loving. Plus info in the latest episode of Business Meets Spirituality. If that sounds like something you want to check out, we love you too. Just go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash email.